Hey guys, welcome to Big Church Online. We are so excited that you've joined us today. If you're looking for any sermons or words of encouragement, you've come to the right place. While you're here, please subscribe, like, comment, share. That way you can stay up to date and help others find it as well. Now, let's get this week's sermon in progress. I have a question to open up today's service with. Have you ever been in a place where you've had to fake it? I'm not talking about when you're a little down and you get around positive energy giving people and you feel a little bit better. And I'm not talking about when you're tired and you hang out with the young crowd and by the time you're walking out the door, it's like 11 o'clock and you're energized. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when you're dealing with something heavy that you can't seem to shake. I'm talking about when you're struggling with a sin or a secret sin that you're afraid to expose. So you fake it. You show up to church on Sunday and pull out your Christianese. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's so good to be in the house of the Lord today. Oh, God bless you, sir. God bless you, ma'am. That's not what I'm talking about. Or when you're struggling with a sin that you can't break free from. I'm talking about you're dealing with something that you're not exposing. And so you spiral further and further down. One of my favorite scriptures is Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 15. And I'm going to be reading it today out of the Passion Translation. It says, you must catch the troubling foxes, those sly little foxes that hinder our relationship, for they, ra- for they raid our budding vineyard of love to ruin what I've planted in you. Will you catch them and remove them for me? We'll do it together. It truly is the little things, the little foxes that pull us off course and they harden our heart toward toward conviction and they pull us ever so quietly away from the call that God has on our life. So I want to preach a message today titled, Don't Fake It, Face It. I want to challenge us to get really real with ourselves. I'm not worried about you worrying about anybody else. Today, this message is for you. It's for me. I don't want to look at anybody else. I want God to search my heart. And I want us to show each other grace as we walk through the things that we're walking through. Can I pray? Can you pray with me? Father, we come to you today, Lord. I know that you're going to speak to our hearts today. And I pray that you um, remove any veil, 
any hardness so that you can speak directly to our hearts. God, I know today's a strong word, but it's when we get out of our comfort zones that you can change our lives. So today, Lord, I ask that you hide me behind the cross. I pray that there is a grace that goes over every single person today. God, that they would um, own whatever it is, whether it's our judgment, whether it's our own junk. And God, you would truly set us free today and on the path that you have for our lives. We love you today in Jesus' name. So three weeks ago, a friend of mine shared on Facebook that um, all Christian leaders should watch the FX uh, series called The Secrets of Hillsong. Listen. I am a wee bit weary of Christians who think they have it all together, judging pastors, judging churches. I don't care if you like, don't like the way Joel Osteen preaches, he's been called. I don't care that you see pastors falling. He's, they've still been called. So we have got to quit judging other people. But let me tell you why. I went ahead and watched that series after three weeks of really pondering it with the Lord because I didn't want to get my heart to a place where I'm judging. So I really asked the Lord, should I even watch this series? And three weeks later, I got the answer. <laughs> but um, I watched it and I took his words to heart because he has a pure walk with the Lord. And it's sincere. And I, I knew I had to do it. I am not into a holier-than-thou Christian bashing because it's hard to be a pastor, and it's, heck, it's hard being a, a Jesus follower, right? And the Bible, Jesus told us in Matthew 7, 13 and 14, that it was going to be hard. It says, you can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad, and its gate is wide for the many who choose that way. But the gateway to life is very narrow, and the road is difficult, and only a few will ever find it. So how many of you have heard of Hillsong? Just give me, yeah. How many of you have heard of Pastor, former Pastor Carl Lentz? Have you heard the scandal? Happened a little over a year ago, but I'll tell you, he is and was the most dynamic preacher I had ever, ever heard in my whole life. His messages were impactful, and now that I know his story, I believe he wasn't just preaching to the people in the congregation, but he was preaching to his self. Long story short, he was dismissed from Hillsong after he called his pastor and admitted to having an affair. I would like to point out that he called his pastor and got open. He said, I messed up. 
even in the midst of him living in sin for a lot of years, he was still a dynamic preacher. He was still saving souls. He was still helping people get free. But listen, the Bible says in Romans eleven twenty nine, for God's gifts and his call can never be withdrawn. So while he was operating in his gifts that weren't being withdrawn, his witness was shattered. The people that were under his leadership no longer trust him to lead where God was taking them. Wrong? Yeah. Still needs grace? 100%. My heart was broken and my spirit was grieved. One, because another pastor has fallen and given Jesus a bad name. Because let's just face it, when people mess up, especially people in leadership, they don't go, oh, wow. No, they walk away from the Lord. My heart was grieved and my heart broken because he had a wife and three kids. And then my heart was broken for him. I have a little disclaimer. I don't sit around watching TV and eating bonbons. I watch TV, that's my sleeping pill. So I watch about 10 to 15 minutes before I go to bed. And uh, a week ago Saturday, I was watching right before I took a nap. And when I woke up, you guys, um, I slept for about an hour, and I usually sleep 15 minutes in a nap, but I slept for about an hour. I picked up my phone and had a download from, from the Lord because it had to have happened while I was sleeping because the minute I picked up my phone, I, my hands were going just as fast as they could. And I know he had to give it to, to me then because that was not my first thought when I woke up that morning. But after the last two weeks of true freedom that has been so powerful, I told Pastor Rich on the way home from church last Sunday, I said, I feel like the Lord wants me to preach next week. Now, if you know me, you know I don't volunteer. <laughs> they have to make me preach. But uh, I was like, I really feel in my spirit, I need to preach what he gave me. And so I hadn't even finished the documentary yet. Um, so I finished it by Tuesday this week. Um, but as I got further into it, Carl began to share his heart. He was honest. He took responsibility. And he actually said, I failed absolutely miserably. He went on to say, quote, it took a rock bottom moment to peel back what sexual abuse does to somebody's brain. In regards to how I handle sex, how I handle truth, how I handle defense systems, how I handle control, I found out at that rehab center that I was a mess inside. That's all I'm going to say about the documentary. I challenge you to watch it. Challenge you to watch it with open eyes and open heart. 
But what broke my heart the most and what God spoke through my fingers as soon as I woke up from that nap was this message. Are you ready? Here we go. Three points God highlighted to me. Point number one, the most judgmental people are Christians. That's us. Do you know why people live secret lives? Because the church, the ones that are following Jesus are so gossipy and judgmental. We can't wait to tell someone what somebody else did, how they're struggling, right? Now, you guys, hear my heart. I'm not talking about telling someone because you care for them and you're asking, how can I help them? And will you join me in praying? Because there is a lot of power when two people come together and pray. That's not what I'm talking about. But can I tell you, that happens about 1% to 2% of the time. It's most of the time we can't wait to say, so-and-so's going through this. Did you know that? We've got to change it. We've got to change it. What I have found is that many people that are judging really have something on the inside that they don't want to deal with, so it's easier to point the finger at everybody else. Matthew 7, 1 through 5 says, Do not judge others, and you will not be judged, for you will be treated as you treat others. Hello. The standard you use in judging is the standard by which you will be judged. And why worry about a speck in my friend's eye, in your friend's eye, when you have a log in your own? How can you think of saying to your friend, let me help you get that little speck out of your eye when you've got a log in your own eye? Hypocrite. Hypocrite. First, get rid of the log in your own eye. Then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. If you've been around big church very long, and I know we got a lot of visitors here today. Hashtag sorry, not sorry. But if you've been around here very long, you know you have two of the most transparent and vulnerable pastors around. You know why? We know we're human. We know we're imperfect. We know that we make mistakes daily. And some people think we're a little too transparent, a little too vulnerable. But listen, we want people to really get free. We don't want people wearing masks. And if they can look at their pastors and think we have it all together, and we tell you we don't have it all together, that gives you hope that all you have to do is keep, keep your eyes on Jesus and taking another step close to him. We really want people to get completely free. True freedom. And if you can see us fighting to get free, it gives you permission to fight to get free too. And isn't that what it's all about anyway? 
We're supposed to be doing life together. We're supposed to be walking through the fire with people we go to church with. We're supposed to be praying and helping people heal and get free and closer to God. I'll just be real transparent. I am so glad about two and a half years ago that people didn't give up on me when I was going through a hard time. I'm so glad I had people standing in the gap and praying for me. I I am so glad that people didn't look at my grief that looked like anger and judged me. No, what they did was speak to my purpose. God's not done with you yet. He's got a plan for you. And even though I was ready to walk out and give up on it all, they kept speaking to that. So thank you. Y'all know who you are. And my best friend, Pastor Shauna Teal, I remember sitting on our couch. We were a mess. And they grabbed us and they prayed. They grabbed us and said, no, 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 no. The enemy can't do this. We're going to come together and we're going to pray and we're going to break this off. We were still pastoring the church. I wasn't preaching uh, because I just couldn't. Because there's something that the Bible says that what happens at the head trickles all the way down. Chew on that a minute. Number two, deal with your trauma. I've got a chart up here, and our body, uh, ourselves are made up of body, soul, and spirit. I could go real deep here, but I'm not going to. Um, and in our soul realm, when things happen to us, it causes a break in the soul from a trauma. So, Pastor Carl Lentz was sexually abused by a family friend and told it to keep secret when he was in grade school. There's the break. You may have been raised in a household that did not speak life and spoke word curses over you instead. There's the break. There's the trauma. You may have gone through a really bad divorce. There's the break. You may have had premarital sex. There's the break. You know, all this stuff, we could go on and on and on about things that have happened. And most of the time it happens in your childhood and you don't deal with it. You stuff it. And what ends up happening, it becomes a cycle of sin in your life. Something triggers it. You might be fine for a while. Something triggers it. You open up the door, and you end up going around the sin cycle again. 
I know this is hard today, but do you want to get free? Or do we want to stay in a place where we're showing up, putting a mask on? Oh, God bless. We love you, Jesus. Or do we really want to get free? If you end up seeing yourself going around and around and around and around in a sin cycle, or maybe it rises and then you go, oh, I got this. And then it doesn't bother you a while, for a while. Then it rears its ugly head, or you may be going, hello, me, married four times. I just keep choosing the same kind of people because I did not let the Lord heal me. And can I tell you, sister, can I tell you, brother, if you do not let the Lord heal whatever the enemy stole 100%, you're going to keep doing it. You're going to keep doing it. And you're going to end up more and more and more broken. And I want you to know that we have two incredible ministries here that help you fight to get true freedom and keep true freedom. And the first one is our inner healing and deliverance. Our second one, yeah, give it up for them. Wow, 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 wow. The second one is celebrate recovery. Both ministries have been instructed by national organizations to qualify our leaders. This isn't just somebody saying, hey, I think I want to, I think I just want to be on the inner healing and prayer team, uh, deliverance team. No, they went through weeks of training. I think I want to help with CR. Okay, go through the step study. Go through the leadership training. Then we'll put you on the team. But That matters, just like I said. And the last, what I want to add on to this is I am 100% for therapy too. Go get help. When things happen, it affects your brain, and then you need to learn how to deal with it the next time it comes up so that you don't open up the door for the enemy to eat your lunch again. We can pray for you, and we can break it off of you, but if you don't have coping mechanisms, you're going to open the door again. Y'all, we can't shove it down. We can't keep going and think it's all going to be all right. I don't care how much you love Jesus. I don't care how much you read the Bible. I don't care how much you pray until you face it. It will destroy you. You've got to let Jesus heal the pain and or you're going to get to rock bottom, you guys. It will end up destroying you and those that you love. Don't fake it. Face it. You got to reveal to heal. That's something we say in inner healing all the time. You've got to reveal it so that the Lord can heal it. You have to expose your sin or it will expose you, just like what happened to Pastor Carl and his pastor, Brian Houston. 
I want to share a story in the Bible with you. You can Google it and find its, it, it, its reference because I need to paraphrase it for sake of time. But there was a woman who got caught in the very act of adultery. Like today, somebody opened up the door and walked in. That's what that was like. And back then, the law said that if someone is caught in adultery, that they are to be stoned to death. Wow. Uh, Stoned to death. So they brought this woman to Jesus and said, we caught her. I I mean, y'all get... Kind of like Christians say, we caught her. She was in the middle of adultery. What, the, we're supposed to stone her. And Jesus said, okay, those of you without sin, will you cast the first stone? And they're all looking around like, um, Well, she got caught. And so Jesus stooped down and began to write in the dust. I bet he was writing that person's sin or that person's sin. And what ended up happening, instead of them stoning her to death, everybody slowly walked off because they knew that they didn't have all their stuff together, right? And here's the kicker. Grace is free. But you have a responsibility to walk out when you've been forgiven. To whom much is given, much is required. We can't just keep returning back to the same thing over and over again. The Bible talks about it in Revelation, and this is free. This is just flowing out of me right now. But it talks about in Revelation that we should not be lukewarm. We should not be hot. We should not be cold. It's better to be hot or it's better to be cold. We don't want to be lukewarm. We don't want one foot in and one foot out. And later it goes on to say that when we're like that, God will vomit us out of his mouth. Whew. I don't want to be vomited. I want to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. Yes. Listen to what Luke 12, 2 and 3 says. It said, everything hidden and covered up will soon be exposed. For the facade is falling down and nothing will be kept secret for long. Whatever you've spoken in private, come on somebody, will be public knowledge. And what you've whispered secretly behind closed doors or backs or whatever will be broadcast far and wide for all to hear. Shameless plug for Cruz. I love both of the crews that I lead, because we are fighting. Yes, we are fighting for people to get free. We talk about the real stuff. At our marriage crew the last time, I I just was like, I was so proud of someone that spoke to a situation that Pastor Richard, because we shared, what was your biggest fight? We all got real so that we could help each other. And I was just so proud of the person that said, well, was that honoring you? 
so good. That's what I'm talking about. Get in a crew. Get connected so people can help hold you accountable. And you guys heard Kenzie's testimony last week. That happened because she was in a crew and we were talking about the real stuff that this generation is facing. And I was like, oh, no, no, baby girl. (laughs) We can't pull out our Bible and pull out the crystals and ground all of it together and pray. It is a conflict of interest. But listen, you don't know unless you know. so much better to tell on yourself and have people walk you through it than your sin to find you out like Numbers 32 says. And I'm just going to tell you why I think the big three reasons are why we walk around in secret sin. One, we don't trust the people that we're confessing to, that they're not going to go blab it to everybody else. I think the second reason is because we were raised in a religious, holier-than-thou, I can't believe you did that, conditional. See, God's love is unconditional, but our love is conditional. Conditional culture that we're fearful if we say, hey, I'm going through something, that people are going to give up on us and walk out on us. And I think the third reason is we like our sin and we don't want to quit. So I want to tell you a story about our sweet Anna. Anna and I, Anna and I, we do life together. Like, the whole life. (laughs) And a little over a year ago, she was in a very, very dark place. And um, she was really completely vulnerable with me. Her pastor opened up. Um, And what I saw is she had a hardened heart that conviction was not even pricking it anymore. And um, I gave her some godly counsel she didn't take it. And then she went to VU conference with Amy and I. And um, that conference was so powerful. But here's what happened while we were in worship. And I'm like, this is good. Come on. get Lift your hands. Come on. Let, let the Lord move. She... Um, She wouldn't let the word penetrate her heart. But there was a night at dinner where we really had deep talks. And Amy and I were speaking life into her and encouraging her. Here's the thing. She had lost her joy. She had lost her peace. She had lost her hope. And I really think she had lost her faith in Jesus a little bit, maybe. But I didn't give up on her. Amy didn't give up on her. We kept speaking to her purpose. We kept praying for her. We kept sending her scripture. We kept being there and doing life. And I didn't quit hanging out with her because she was a mess. Gang love covers a multitude of sins. And if you were here last baptism, she got rebaptized. And it was in God's timing 
that he wooed her back. I remember going, I just wish she would lift her hands. God would move. But it's not when we want something for someone. It's God's timing. And she took a step toward him, and he took a step towards her. Here's the great thing. She's still imperfect. She still messes up. But let me just tell you, she owns everything. And there are people that go, why do you have to tell Pastor Minnie everything? But can I tell you why she tells? She wants freedom. She wants accountability. So she's going to tell me so she can get free from it. Something that stood out from that documentary was Pastor Carl went to his pastor and said, I think I need a break. Like, I've got to heal. And it was not granted. And I want you to know if you serve on a team here, We care more about your heart than what you can do for the church or what you can do for the kingdom. So when that happens, when you're going through something, come have a conversation so that we can walk you through it and help you find Jesus again. We never want the weight of ministry to crush anyone to where you don't follow Jesus again. When I was watching that, they were having volunteers like volunteer 60 plus hours a week. And at the end of it, they walked away from the Lord. That is not God's heart of ministry whatsoever. So I want to leave you with the last words that God gave me after my nap. So Pastor Rich, I agree with you that sometimes God wants us to take a nap. Here we go. We need to love people enough to have hard conversations. Now let me add this. We need to love people enough that we hear hard conversations. We need to love people enough that we don't give up on them. We need to love people enough to walk through it with them. We need each other. We're better together. And I want you to know today, there is no shame in our game. Shame is from the enemy. Grace is from Jesus. So when you're feeling shame, you know that you're under a demonic attack. But when you receive grace and feel grace, you know you're walking with Jesus. So today, I want to open all the the altars up, and I'm going to ask all pastors and the prayer team to come line right down here. I don't want you over in the shallows. If somebody wants to go to the shallows, that's fine, but I want everybody to come down front. All the prayer team, all the pastors, So that you can see who can pray with you. This altar call today is multifaceted. Okay? Um, If you want to give your life to Jesus, because you never have, I want you to see Pastor Johnny right here. And maybe you've never thought thought or felt the urge, I need 
to give my life to Jesus. But today, you felt that. Would you make your way down front? The second group of people that I, that this altar call is for is for the ones who've been judging and maybe gossiped. When someone trusted you with their junk. And the third group of people this is for, and I'm gonna have you all come together, that way nobody knows what yours is. But if you've been dealing with secret sin, this altar call is for you. You don't have to confess it to anyone, just God. But I promise you, if you'll confess it to somebody, God's gonna bring more breakthrough quicker. God is not mad at you. He is madly in love with you. And so today, don't fake it, face it. Begin to make your way down front. Thank you for joining us today. If you're looking for more information or resources, you can visit mybigchurch.com or follow us on social media at mybigchurch. We love you guys. See you soon.